Holy doodle squat! What's up, everybody? This is Fred Ricciani and Scott Anderson of TSC News. It is November 20th, 2016. We are here live on YouTube to recap WWE Survivor Series 2016. The return of Goldberg after 12 and a half years away from a WWE ring. And I am pumped. I have goosebumps. I'm so excited now. I realize that my feeling may be different from your feeling. And I realize that the main event we just witnessed between Brock Lesnar and Goldberg may be incredibly polarizing. But let me just tell you a little story real quick before we start this recap. You see, there were two men that got me into wrestling as a little kid. Okay, and it sounds cliche, but it is legit. Stone Cold Steve Austin, Royal Rumble 1998, and a big, bald, badass mother trucker by the name of Bill Goldberg. So yes, as a grown man, as a 27-year-old adult, yes, I should be objective. I should talk about how they built up Brock Lesnar for all these years. He broke the streak. He destroyed everybody. I should be pissed off right now, but I am not. I am ecstatic. I am happy. I got goosebumps because in just two short minutes, Goldberg in 2016 speared Brock Lesnar out of his boots. Not once. Not twice, but three times, hit the freaking jackhammer, and then Kenny covered Brock. One, two, three, and the Toronto crowd, as well as all my friends who are blowing up my damn phone right now, lost their mother freaking minds because in 2016, we got 1998 Goldberg. Holy doodle squat! It was a minute 25 to be technical. <laughs> well, hello, Scott. Holy cow. Should I, read, should I read some of the, these, these texts? Okay, I got I, Michael Iliano. I am blown away. You can't read mine, but yeah. I am blown away that they did that. Mother friend Mike, wow, Goldberg. Mother friend, pardon my French. Holy shit. And I don't curse on the show, but this is one of those times where you just you have to say, I mean, my God, this is nuts. I don't know why they did this. I'm There's assuming they're building up to a match down the road. <laughs> I, on one <laughs> hand, the fan in me loves this. Okay, I love Goldberg. I'm sorry. I've said it before. It's like Sting. Yeah. I'm an unapologetic WCW fan. Okay, I love WCW back in the day. It still breaks my heart to know that WCW is no longer with us. But, man, I'm so happy. On the other hand, they spent... Two years building up Brock Lesnar. Two years. They had him break the Undertaker streak. They had him kill John Cena. They had him destroy Dean Ambrose. They did have, yeah, but they did have Cena go over at least, though. Keep yeah, in 2012. Mind. It was four years ago. Four and a half years ago. It's a lifetime. Yeah, it, th there's a lot of. He's lot beat up everybody. On. He's Mid destroyed everybody. And it just. It, so on, on the other hand, I'm, I'm kind of like, what the hell? This is stupid. But then, on the third hand, and yes, this is my show, so I'm going to say on one hand, on the other hand, and on the third hand, because They're it's my show, hand. and on the third hand, on, on May Young's hand, because I can do whatever the hell oh. I want here, on the oh. third hand, May Young's hand, I'm kind of happy about this as well. You know why? You want to know why, Scott? I got I nothing I personal. Why, we have to keep it clean. I got nothing personal against Brock Lesnar. Okay? I like watching Brock Lesnar fight. I like watching Brock Lesnar wrestle. Okay, but for the love of God, when is the last time 
Brock Lesnar has made a significant difference in the ratings. To be fair, when is anybody except for Undertaker? Okay, but I know, I know. I'm not blaming him. I know what you're saying. I'm not blaming him. I'm not blaming him, and I'm not talking about UC 200, which he did a great job no, of promoting. They don't, they don't hype him enough. That's the thing. That, they'll okay, tell you okay. on Thursday that he's coming to okay, Raw Monday, listen, and, and Scott, the, people Scott, don't care. Scott, I did not ask for a, a sermon, okay? I'm just asking, okay? <laughs> I, I'm just asking here, okay? No, so he, you, he so has, Okay, so answer my question. When is the last time Brock Lesnar has made a dent in the ratings? Tell me. I would say the night after WrestleMania 30. Okay. Okay. That's, yeah. When is the last time Brock Lesnar has made a dent, a significant dent? And I ain't talking about Harvey Dent, but a dent fiscally, positively in ticket sales. Uh, maybe for live events, but that's about it. Well, that's the point, live events. But Wait, well, that's what I'm saying. But, but he hasn't moved the needle significantly. No, I don't see any difference. It's not a huge no. difference. He's done a bunch of shows with Randy Orton and Rusev and Luke Harper. and I don't think he's blown away the gate, right? No, but I'm sure it helps by a couple couple people. You know what yes, I mean? Yes, and again, but, this is nothing but, against Brock Lesnar as the person, and I'm a huge fan of him as a competitor. Okay, but on t- on top of all this, okay, he hasn't he hasn't done great with ratings lately. He hasn't done great with ticket sales. He hasn't done great with merch. At least I don't think he's done great with merch. So what happens? What happens? <laughs> on top of all that, on top of him squashing everybody, okay, he fails a USADA test. Embarrasses himself, embarrasses UFC, and on top of that, embarrasses WWE, causing a bunch of people to just get suspended magically overnight. And look, I'm not condoning PDUs whatsoever. However, when you are in a physical business like professional wrestling, and you're on the road God knows how many days a year, and you feel the need to take something to make yourself feel better, I'm not condoning it, but I understand. I understand. Believe me, I get it. It's a rough business, especially with all the injuries we've had in recent years and the physical matches, such as the physical matches we had tonight. So here's Brock Lesnar, fails a drug test, ruins it for everybody, embarrasses the company, and then what happens? He comes in August, destroys Randy Orton, beats him clean, no punishment whatsoever from WWE for freaking failing a drug test. And on top of that, he concusses Randy Orton, which, look, I know he the wasn't trying to concuss yeah. him. I get it. He was not trying to concuss him. However, he did. And he kept being rewarded and rewarded and rewarded and rewarded. So to see him get squashed tonight, nothing against him. I realize he's still getting paid millions of dollars. He's probably farting millions of dollars right now. What, what, you know, he's probably wiping his ass with some as well. Okay? At the end of the day... It was just nice. It was a nice karmic feeling to see Brock Lesnar, after failing a USADA test, and we're not making much of a positive difference in WWE lately, to get squashed in two minutes. This this brings up a lot of questions. A lot of questions. All right. Well, Scott, ask those questions. Well, I will. I need First some water. and foremost, is this like WrestleMania 20 where Brock Lesnar goes bye-bye now, and he's done? Maybe something happened where this was it. We don't know. Second question, there is no way after what we just saw tonight on both ends, and we'll get to the the, the one part that we see Shane McMahon and Brock Lesnar because it just doesn't make sense at this point. Third, does this now set up possibly Goldberg and Undertaker at WrestleMania instead of John Cena Undertaker? 
because let's be honest, Goldberg didn't do nothing to get himself injured tonight, and maybe that's the way WWE wanted to keep it. So well, reportedly strained. Going on. Well, reportedly strained his shoulder on Monday, which is why right. they had to keep the match short. But then again, how strained yes, can your shoulder be if you get Brock Lesnar up for a freaking jackhammer? And you hit two spears, and he had a couple knee was operations. Was it two? I thought, I thought it was three spears. Was I, it two? I, I might have missed the first one. I know it started out where Lesnar. I mean, the match goes basically. Lesnar picks him up, throws him into the corner. I thought Goldberg just kind of shoved him back, hit a spear, hit a spear, jackhammered and pinned him. I mean. Unless I missed something. That, that, that was it, man. It was That was it. it something's like, I, I know we talked about this in August with Randy Orton. Like that just didn't seem legit. Something just doesn't seem right. <laughs> I mean, it's great. It's amazing. It, it really is. Uh, you know, the, the sad part about it though, when you think about it and I know, and, and if I forget who tweeted this and if it's one of our listeners, I apologize for not mentioning your name, but somebody tweeted that, you know, Vince McMahon couldn't have Sting go over Triple H, but he puts Goldberg over Lesnar. Yeah. Go figure that one out. I'm still a little bitter about that one. But this kind of makes up for This kind of makes up for it. For all this the burials. Amazing. For all the burials of WCW the last 15 years as a longtime WCW fan. I know you were a huge WCW fan. Your current yeah. Twitter picture is an old picture with Goldberg. I mean, this is yeah. awesome. Just this to show awesome. how outdated that photo was of me with Goldberg, it was at a Tower Records store. How oh about that? Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. Jeez. I've met Goldberg a couple of times, actually. Yeah. Now, and, 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 and by the way, let me correct myself. Thank you, Stephen Shaw, for pointing this out, even though he stole my holy doodle squat hashtag without proper credit on Twitter. Uh, he states that the first time Lesnar was knocked down by Goldberg, it was a shove. So my was, bad. It was a it shove was, but and two he did spears. Hit two spears. Yes, it was a shove and two okay, spears. I said three spears. Okay, my mistake. Yes. Okay. You know what? That yeah. shove might have might as well have been a spear. It was freaking awesome. Everything Goldberg did was awesome. The freaking entrance. The, you know what? I was actually worried about because my dad was chatting with me too. Because like, he was, you know, my dad and I grew up watching sure. Goldberg. I mean, my dad loved Goldberg, and you know, that's how I became a fan. Just watching with my dad as, as a kid in uh, Fredboro, New Jersey, and and that texted me. He goes, "Goldberg's really wet," and I'm like. Yeah, I know, and I was kind of afraid that like the, the sparklers. I was kind of well, a, I was kind of afraid that you know maybe like Brock would try to suplex him or do something. Goldberg would slip or whatever. Because uh, I mean, I know guys are wet and they oil themselves up to make their physiques uh, look good, but he looked really wet, like uh, Bo Dallas on. wet. There, there's a tweet here, and I I have to interrupt you because this I I I don't I don't want to go here but i definitely disagree with you on this jeremy bowers he retweeted a tweet that somebody put that says basically no one on the roster is good enough to beat lesnar but an old ass man that hasn't wrestled in a long time is well That's, guess what well guess what that old ass man that. drew more money in one day than 90 percent of the roster which i'm not blaming the roster okay i'm not blaming them but at the end of the day bitness is bitness and Jeremy, I it's it's not sad because let me tell and and I love you, dude. But if it was Roman Reigns who beat Lesnar like that, everybody would have been complaining. If it was you know was John Dean Cena Ambrose. when he did it, everybody was complaining. If it was Ambrose, everybody would have complained. Or Rollins or any of these guys. I mean, really, I, this I, this worked because of the magnitude of it, and I don't think people realize the magnitude Goldberg. What you know, you know Goldberg was there for such a short period of time, in in pretty much a crappy part of WCW that people just. You know, you got to remember it was almost twenty years ago he debuted. Yeah, and, and well, you know, it wasn't a crappy. Just, well, it wasn't a crappy time in WCW like at the beginning. It was well, a hot second, period. You're right. Once but the second lost, half, the yeah, downhill. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. It's yeah. like they put the title on him. That should have been like a, a glorious run for the company. And instead, because of BS politics from idiot Hulk Hogan, 
Uh, you somehow got $31 million despite being a racist prick. Uh, you know, he, he just kind of got buried. It was weird. He was world champ. In a lot of ways, it's kind of like how the world champions are used in today's WWE. It's like they're undermined by a guy that's not there all the time. You know, Hulk yeah. Hogan was, was there every now and then, but, you know, Goldberg was the guy that was on every show, and yet Goldberg was undermined. Kevin Owens, he's the universal champion. Yet, what's the cloud hang, hanging over Kevin Owens' head? Triple H. Nobody's talking about it. Kevin Owens. Oh, Jericho now. Yeah. Yeah, nobody's talking about Kevin Owens, the universal champion, which is, was unfathomable years ago, but they're talking about Triple H. This, yeah, I mean, this made up for a lot of things. I, I just can't wait to see what happens with Lesnar going dude, forward. Dude, I feel like Goldberg now. I'm sweating. I'm just, this I'm so great. pumped up, man. You know, it's, yeah. You know, you, um, yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, we could just keep going, yeah, 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 for like the next hour, and it's just, it was great. Like, to understand what this meant, like, I mean, I don't know what it means for Lesnar. Look, I give Lesnar major, major props for taking that loss like for that. For being a professional, yeah. Because, I, you know, I'll be honest, I don't know. <laughs> like, you know what, though? I mean, you know, I mean, listen, listen. Say what you want about Brock Lesnar. He doesn't love the business. He can sell it. Too, at though. the end of the day, okay, the dude does business. Okay? Yeah. He, he, do, he does business. And, and he, he does good business. And he knows what he's doing. And, you know, people got on him for... Uh, allegedly being lazy with Dean Ambrose and all this other stuff, but you, you, you gotta look at it this way, all right? Protecting himself. Okay, so. yeah, he was protecting himself because he knew he was getting paid at UC 200. Okay, who could blame him? Although he may have to pay uh, some of that back to uh, Nevada. And on top of that, okay, I like Dean Ambrose a lot. I really do. But the last six months of Dean Ambrose have not been very good in the ring. No, sir. So... If I had a crystal ball and, and I was able to see the next six months of Dean Ambrose after his WrestleMania match with Brock Lesnar, if I were Brock Lesnar, I would have been like, F that, man. I ain't taking that. Sorry. I'm beating you and that's it. Yeah. I can't blame him. No. I, yeah. I, it, it, <laughs> dude, this was amazing. I mean, I, I just, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I, 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 I guess, You more. know what? I guess they're, what they're going to do is they're going to have – Here's what I think is going to happen. Assuming Goldberg came out of it relatively unscathed for a forty-something-year-old man, a guy in his late forties. Yeah, I mean, you know, but unscathed enough, right? Here's what I see happening. I see them hyping up Goldberg for the Royal Rumble. I see Goldberg in San Antonio being in the Royal Rumble. I see Goldberg getting eliminated in the Royal Rumble by Brock Lesnar, leading to Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg, and this time around. It's going to be a crazy match, and it's going to be a crazy build. You know why? Because Brock Lesnar is down 0-2. And Brock Lesnar, for the first time in his career, at least in WWE, has his back against the wall. And it's going to make, and in storyline, it's going to make him more motivated, more angry than ever, to finally vanquish Goldberg. They did the comeback. They gave us the legit, traditional Goldberg squash match against, out of all people, Brock Lesnar... Whoa, what the? Well, that was my phone that did that and turned on my YouTube video, so my bad. But, man, I don't know. I, th- I, could, I could see them doing the trilogy where, where Brock Lesnar gets so desperate, gets so angry, he finally beats Goldberg. Kind of like a rich man's version of the Eddie Guerrero Rey Mysterio feud in 2005, where Eddie just could not beat Rey, could not beat Rey, and then finally just beats Rey. The, the problem is that would anybody care at this point? Because Goldberg's already beat him twice. So what would it what would it accomplish? And I know you just said with the Eddie and Ray thing, but that was different. 
Yeah. And that also involved like a paternity test and a lot of random SmackDown yeah. drama back in the day. And you That's don't want to so. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I mean I mean I know there's other matches to get to, but I just Alright. If they don't do Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar, if, if there is something deeper. It okay? has to be Goldberg Undertaker at this point, I would think. No, I mean it makes no sense. I mean it makes sense, don't get me wrong. I'm sure it does at this point. It, I know, but come on, do you are you confident that Undertaker and no. Goldberg at their age can have a good match? Especially when both are baby faces? No, but I tell you what, it'd be interesting. I think they're just gonna do a rematch. I think you're reading too much into it. I, I, th- I just I don't Dude, I think I'm they're going to do a rematch. I, the way that ended, I'm not sure if we're seeing Lesnar. I'm telling you right now, it wouldn't surprise me if we don't see Lesnar for a long, long time. Well, just, I don't get it. I get it. There's no way this could have been the plan the whole time. There's just no way. Maybe not the plan that, that, that Goldberg was going to win in two minutes, but maybe the plan that Goldberg was going to win. I don't know. It's very strange. Listen, dude, here's my prediction, and here's what's going to happen. You can lock it up here, all right? It's going to be... Goldberg, Royal Rumble. He's gonna be the main draw. He's gonna get eliminated by Brock Lesnar. They're gonna brawl. They're gonna have a. Li- they're gonna have a contract signing at the February pay per view for WrestleMania, and then it's gonna be WrestleMania. And Goldberg is finally going to fall to the beast, Brock Lesnar. And then after that, I have no idea what the hell you do with Brock Lesnar, but that's what you're gonna do. And it's gonna be what huge. if? And on top of that, and on top of that, you're gonna have Undertaker versus John Cena for the title, which is gonna be awesome. And you're gonna have. I don't know. Maybe Seth Rollins versus Triple H. Hold on here. Let, let's backtrack a little bit. Okay. Now, a couple months ago, and I made a tweet earlier about this, what I thought was going to happen. I told you to retweet it because I wanted proof. What if that's reversed what I said? What if, because, you know, Goldberg well, well, destroyed Lesnar. Well, hold on. Goldberg well, tell destroyed people what you were tweeted. Tell people what you were well, my tweeted. Tweet, my tweet earlier was that Lesnar goes to the Rumble, beats Owens for the title. Goldberg wins the Rumble match, and they have a match at WrestleMania, which would have set up perfectly for the third match right all right there was something going out earlier about paul Heyman saying something about you know the scenario for uh, lesnar at, at wrestlemania would be the universal title so there's some seeds possibly planted maybe it's just Heyman being Heyman. who's to say now goldberg technically kind of sort of wouldn't be a number one contender going into royal rumble beats kevin owens have lesnar win the Rumble, being that it is in the Alamo Dome and you do need to sell seats. And we did talk about, you know, Lesnar not moving the needle, but let's be honest, if you put him in that match, he very well could a little bit. And then you have that match set up there at WrestleMania and Goldberg loses to Lesnar. Lesnar's the universal champ and they can just kind of do what they did a couple years ago with him. But then the question is, who the hell beats Lesnar after that? And actually, you could ask the same question if they just do without without the title. Who the hell beats Lesnar after all this Goldberg nonsense? It would be Roman Reigns at that point again. Oh, my God. They would go back to it. They would have to. They would have to. Because Roman Reigns got such, such a great reaction tonight. Or, I, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I guess to a degree, you're talking maybe a year down the road, a year and a half down the road. I mean, maybe you groom Strowman a little bit better. Dude. I mean, he he looked like he was getting a little bit better tonight. I know you know there was what? Things, but maybe maybe I've I've turned back the clock. Maybe Samoa Joe. Maybe I've turned. You know, uh, uh, we could talk about Samoa Joe. He didn't. I didn't think Samoa Joe looked that great in his match at NXT. And, and the guy is almost forty years old now. I I think the reality is is kind of setting in with Samoa Joe that he's a great worker, but he's he's not. He's definitely not the same guy he used to be. So I I don't know if you want to put that kind of. Nobody's the same behind guy they used to be. I mean, Undertaker to come back. And, yeah, you know, I know, but Undertaker has the cachet with the WWE fans. That is fans. not a full-time schedule, by oh. the way, for everybody who thinks it is. It, it's okay. not. Yeah, well, of course not. The guy's like 50-something, man. Well, He's I'm not saying gonna... you're not going to see him doing a lot, but anyway, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, I do think you know what, like a guy like Nakamura, barring injury, I think I think would be the guy to come out, come in and. But even he's almost forty. Yeah, but mid thirties, mid thirties, and, and, and he's a smarter, and he's a smart, and you know what, he's a smarter worker than a lot of guys, including Shane McMahon. Not to throw salt on the wound of Shane McMahon, because obviously, he suffered a major injury tonight. For those that don't know, he was going for a, a flying, a flying missile drop kick into the corner, kind of like a Van Terminator, although, although without like the chair or garbage can that he normally uses. He he went at he went for like a huge flying drop kick to uh, Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns got out of the corner, speared him. Shane took a nasty spill. One, two, and then Shane got his shoulder up. I, I think he just kind of rolled, yeah. But and for Roman a second, didn't do a great job either. And for, and for a second, I thought that Shane was, was supposed to kick out. Because before that, I was laughing my ass off. Because they had a deal where, where Seth and Roman were the sole survivor. Well, not the sole survivors, but the last remaining survivors on Team Raw, right? And right. Shane McMahon was clotheslining Roman, clotheslining Seth, took Seth's leg, did the old like Molina spot with Beth Phoenix. That was a great spot. And too. and, and t- took I know, but Shane McMahon doing this I know. and taking so. Seth's head and banging it against Seth's own knee. Shane McMahon. Well, I, I don't know if you caught the spot when Shane rolled up Jericho earlier in the match, and Jericho caught it, and it took about thirty seconds to happen. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, just keep, keep that in but mind. But Shane somehow. McMahon, my God, and keep in mind, Give, I, prior I tweeted, prior I didn't see to it. spot. Prior when, to when spot. that happened to Shane, hold on, when that happened to Shane, yeah. Randy Orton did go over to Shane's kids and and you know kind of say everything's cool. So okay, that, well that was nice of. Let's of keep Randy that in mind. But yeah. yeah. So We're then, getting ahead of ourselves with matches, but yeah, yeah, okay. At this so, point, it's okay. Yeah, so let's just go to the Shane spot. So Shane goes All for right. this Van Terminator drop kick, gets speared. It was a sloppy spear, but you know Roman did the best he could. Well, did Ro- the best he could with a guy who's not an a full time guy and not an athlete. And let's not be honest, a pro wrestler. considering that angle and those moves, I mean. It wasn't that bad. I mean, no, yeah. not at all. I thought it looked good. I mean, it looked yeah. good for what it was. I mean, listen, it's it's all it's a time spot. You got you got to hit it right. I mean, they did the best they could, but yeah. So Roman pins him. Shane gets a shoulder up, and I'm thinking, Jesus Christmas! Do they the seriously have Shane McMahon kick out of the freaking spear? But AJ Styles couldn't. And then and and then the referee paused, called the doctors, and I was like, oh god. And you you know what this reminded me of, dude? Luke Keekley. Yeah, but the weird part is he didn't throw up the X signal. That was kind of strange. That was strange, but I I, I, mean, I get it at that point. But then they eliminate Shane, even though he never got pinned, and they. I mean, yeah, up he, an I X. mean the they crowd. But you know injury. what though? The crowd. I mean, the crowd knew that this dude was 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 messed up. Oh, absolutely. The crowd knew. They they just, were respectful. You know, they were, there they was were, a few botches, but they, yeah. they, they were respectful. Like they knew, like you know what, that this wasn't part of the show. I mean, you know, this this. Well, see, for me, that that not even Luke Heatley, because that was just very odd. His emotions like that. Yeah. See, as a Jets fan, I remember when Wayne Corbett took his like twentieth concussion, which was the last one. It, it had that same look. Like his eyes were just out. Like you could just see he. I, he I was surprised in his stretcher him out though. They're just carrying him, and I'm like, if the guy has a concussion, yeah. shouldn't you be stretching him out? Maybe, maybe it wasn't a concussion. Maybe it was more of a whiplash. Or a but still, or still, combo. you don't think the guy hit well, his head even, hard? That's even worse, I guess. Yeah. yeah, you don't think the guy hit his head hard? Don't be Ooh. carried him out. He's the boss's son. Jesus, put him on a freaking Very stretcher. Strange. You know, just secure him. I mean, maybe, maybe they they, they didn't want to panic uh, his kids. You know what I mean? Which, yeah, I mean, but, but still, still, I mean, I don't know. I was, 
I mean, I hope it looked she- like he was alert, just kind of not with it. So I hope Shane. I hope Shane. Listen, I hope Shane's okay. God bless the guy. He seems like a really cool, nice guy in real life. But for the love of God, stay out of the freaking ring. Yeah, stop it, dude. Stay out of the ring. Enough's enough. Just because he got to jump off the cell and live to tell about it, all right, doesn't mean that he's going to get lucky every time, okay? And in reality, just because he was able to walk the next day, then, you know, that very night from that spot. You got to remember, he's still a 47-year-old man who's not trained, properly trained to wrestle, okay? And when you're wrestling once every 10 years or however long it took him to wrestle before a Hell in a Cell and then wrestle six months later, I mean, come on, man. At age 47 going on 48, I mean, what are you What are you think? What is Vince McMahon thinking? And then for Vince McMahon to tease his son against Brock Lesnar? Yeah, that's not happening. Oh, my. I mean, thank God. If there's one silver line, knock on wood, Shane's okay. And as long as Shane's okay, if there is one silver lining from this horrible bump that he took, okay, it is that he will probably never wrestle again, and especially not against Brock Lesnar. Yeah, not against Brock Lesnar. Oh my God, that could be just just you know, just because he he fell off the cell and lived to tell about it doesn't mean he left unscathed. It's like when people say, oh, the guy didn't get injured. You know, he was okay. Kevin Owens was walking the next day after that exploder suplex on the floor. That's great. But guess what? Your body still absorbs that. That's a lot of wear and tear. Luke Harper, when he tore his ACL, he tore it just with a normal spot, just punching a guy in the corner, moved a little bit, and his ACL just tore off. Yeah, You know, maybe maybe it wasn't because it just randomly tore off. Maybe because of all the abuse, all the bumps, all the nicks, all the bruises. And he's and that guy's a trained professional. Just put two and two together, people. I'm, I'm go- I hope Shane's okay, but stay out of the damn ring, dude. That was just oh, all right. Yeah. So we all should right, we so should probably go back and and just start this. Well, we had a two-hour pre-show started at five o'clock Eastern time, and I don't know about you, Fred. I know you're a busy man. Me, uh, I'm not that busy of a man. Even though I'm married with a six-year-old, I did have it on my laptop. I, I had I it in the background when I was it. doing work because because yeah, Fred works background noise. Yeah, I had it in the background because Fred works weekends and it's it's been a busy weekend. and I'm going to DC uh, on a Tuesday night, so I, I got. Fred needs a vacation. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of close, man. You know me. I've been I mean, it's been cra- a crazy schedule, and I know your schedule's a little crazy too. So I just figured, you know what, put WB Network on in the background. Let me uh, do what I got to do for work, and it was just such a waste of time. And look. First hour. Was, Look, yeah. I'm not trying to say that I'm that Scott and I are are better promos on air people than no. Booker T or Lita or Jerry King Lawler. But in but in regards to that setting and the current Daddy B storylines, these guys had literally nothing to say. They were just regurgitating same lines over and over, stumbling on their lines, yeah. all this other stuff. And like far, far be it from me. To, to, to constructively criticize these legends. But it was just, it was awkward. It was like the Antichrist of Inside the NBA for anybody that gets that show in the States and North America. Like, you know, like, that's a great show. Like, they have great chemistry or like Top Gear, you know what I mean? Or, or whatever the hell the new show is that, that uh, you know, that, that with the Top Gear guys. Like, they have great chemistry. Okay. It's a fun show. And, and, and in this pre show, it's just like, it's anti chemistry, it's negative chemistry. Well, not even that, but for the first 45 minutes to an hour, it was an empty arena. Which just made it strange. Which is why I think they held off uh, putting those uh, pre-show matches first because it took forever to the fan- for the Thank fans to God. get in. But who Which can blame them? Weren't, 
bad matches, all things considered. Who could blame these fans, though? You don't want to get in the friggin' arena at 5 o'clock and That's too much. sit on your ass for seven yeah, hours? But, yeah. On, before we start recapping, let's give WWE some credit, though, because two things happened the night. Well, three things, really, not counting Lesnar, but we had a four-hour pay-per-view that A, did not run over, which is what they've been doing now, yeah. and B, ended a half hour sooner, which doesn't happen now either. Yeah. So let's give them credit for this one. Yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah. Yeah. That, those pre-shows are – I mean they tried to fill it with a very long Kevin Owens-Chris Jericho segment. They, they they tried to do some things. It just didn't work. Yeah. And by the way, we're getting – would better off recapping on NXT. By the way, we're getting some Top Gear. Hey, I don't know if it's like based on like the old Top Gear or the new Top Gear. I'll, I'll say this. If – if Brock Lesnar and Goldberg are the old Top Gear, then then Roman Reigns is, is the new Top Gear. I'll, I'll leave it at that. He's, he's Matt LeBlanc. Yes. I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that for anybody that understands that reference. So let's start with the pre-show, I guess. We had TJ Perkins, Rich Swan, and Noem Dar defeat Tony Nese, Drew Gulak, and Arya Davari in a six-man tag. Pretty decent match. I liked it. Again, nothing we haven't seen before on Raw for the last five weeks. Just interchange Cedric Alexander with uh, Alexander with TJ Perkins, Drew Gulak, Tony Nese. It's all been pretty much the same. Moves a little bit better match, a little bit more time, I guess, on a pay-per-view level, you know, which made it a little bit better. But nothing we haven't seen before. Although uh, Rich Swan might have uh, concussed. Uh, who did he get the pin on? Was it Nice or Gulak? One of those guys, yeah. Because when he hit the standing 450, his his feet kicked him in the face and his knees hit him in the face as well so yeah that was, and they that showed was that rough. on the replay which wasn't a good job on wwe for that doing that either but, that was a little yeah. rough and and by the way 205 live which is the all cruiserweight show which will actually take place live right after smackdown and during the smackdown tapings so that is going to be tapings. live yeah it's going to be on the, in the same arena they do smackdown yes which is mind-boggling yep. to me because why wouldn't you do it before smackdown when you well, still have people in the arena because nobody's only, well, dude, dude, ain't nobody stay. Look, I like Drew Gulak a lot, okay, and I like I like all these guys a lot, okay, but ain't nobody staying after SmackDown for Drew Gulak and Tony Nese and all these guys when they saw the quote unquote real stars already. Well, here's the thing, though, you're gonna get to the arena an hour and a half earlier to see that as well. Well, you'd put it in place the main event or whatever the hell they normally film, you know. Which same idea though, but well. <laughs> God, that means you got four hours of a SmackDown tape. Wow. Actually, yeah, I didn't that's even true. Think about that. Wow. Yeah. Well, it debuts November 29th. We'll, we'll, well, we'll maybe, see what happens there. Maybe I it'll would, be good. I why think aren't it'll they be filming good. that at just full sale on a tape show? Because it's, I mean. But it has to be live, Scott. It's like SmackDown Live. It has to be live, uh, live, and, and live. We'll get, and we'll get to the results of the Cruiserweight match as well. Um, you know, we'll get to that and, and we'll discuss this as well. So. Yeah. So anyway, they had a they had a pretty good match, uh, but you know nothing we haven't seen before, unfortunately. <laughs> Although TJP got a really good reaction, he, he did get a really good reaction. What are you it's, laughing at, Scott? Uh, a friend of mine who I always text with, um, we you know Russell fan as well. I had texted him after the the Goldberg match. I said, "Holy bleep!" Well, he was a half hour behind because he was watching his Eagles lose. So he was on the uh, SmackDown 515. So I said, text me after you get to the Lesnar match. And he just said, are you effing serious? <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah we, had, we had Kane beat Luke Harper. The, this was okay, but the wrong guy won. The funny part is Kane's been feuding with the Wyatts for over a year now because yeah. he had that match last year. <laughs> yeah. He's, oh. yeah. He's, he's Kane. All right. You know. 
I, I think he needs to decide if he wants to be a politician or, or a wrestling character at this point. I mean, he, I think he did say as long as he's competing at a, 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 a what, what do you say, a, a full time level or something that he'll still do it. So yeah, I mean, he can still go. You know, I mean, guys like Luke Harper might not be the best guys for him to work with, but he can still go. I know, but wasn't he wasn't he going to run for mayor and like not of Knoxville or something? Yeah, something like that. I, I tweet, I've tweeted you that insurance uh, picture before. So, yeah, you know. well, you know what? He's on LinkedIn. I found him on LinkedIn as Glenn Jacobs. It was I, hilarious. I want to, I want to go down to Tennessee and get get me some insurance from him. Yeah. So I, I just, I, I have to do it. I just want that certificate that says Glenn Jacobs. You know, insurance. <laughs> yeah. Be great. Yeah, you get, you get that fire insurance, right? Go there with like a toothbrush in my mouth. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Yeah, that was a dated reference. So we had Sami Zayn take on The Miz. This was a pretty good match, but it had a wacky screw well, no, 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 no. Hold on, Fred. Hold on, hold on. Before we get to that, the yeah. first match of the night was the women's elimination match. That's right. Which we skipped over for obvious reasons. <laughs> but we did have that first. Uh, it was Team Raw versus Team SmackDown women. I didn't hate that match completely. It wasn't bad it was there was some odd odd things it was just so it. it was okay it wasn't you know but uh the match started match. with team raw coming out and uh then team smackdown came out and when it was time for captain nikki bella to come out they she wasn't there yeah. everybody looks at carmella carmella says no i nothing to do with it you see the cameraman running to the back and nikki bella is sitting back against the wall holding her neck saying it hurts it hurts daniel runs over to her checks on her for some odd reason, Natalia wasn't already out there with the team, comes out and is acting like, you know, hey, I, I can take her spot. You know, I know I'm just a coach, but I'll take her spot. And, well, out came Natalia to substitute for Nikki Bella. Another very odd way to start the show. And what's odd, too, is that they teased that Natalia attacked Nikki, right? Right. But <laughs> Natalia gets eliminated. Like in the middle of the match. Yeah. What was the point? She did last longer than Sasha Banks. What was the point of that? Keep that in mind. Yeah, it was just wacky. The, the eliminations were as follows, and, and Scott, you correct me if I got any of them wrong here, if I missed any. We had uh, Alicia Fox beat Carmella. We had Alexa Bliss beat Fox. Right after that, yeah. We had uh, Naomi take out Nia Jax with a, a crossbody on the outside. And, well, that's not a, yeah, okay, and then Naomi got eliminated uh, via countout. Uh, crowd also was ch- crowd was so behind Ty Dillinger. For those that don't know, Ty Dillinger is a character in NXT who's been kind of like a lifetime like uh, minor league guy, and he's, he's got a gimmick. Pretty much the Barry Horowitz of NXT. Yeah, very much sense. so. And he and he's got a he's got a gimmick where he, he gives people like not eight, seven, eights, nines, and but he calls himself the perfect ten. And, and every time he comes out, he does this, and the crowd goes ten, ten. So every time a ref. Went to to count somebody out or count somebody in the corner. The crowd would chant ten, and I normally would get annoyed by this because this is a trend that's been going on in some wrestling shows where these idiot fans will count a different number than what the referees doing to intentionally mess with the referee. And I want to slap every one of those fans. However, in this case, this was the Toronto crowd showing solidarity and support behind a guy that's been a lifetime minor leaguer and Ty Dillinger. So maybe, just maybe. Triple H will be able to convince Vince McMahon, and maybe, just maybe, they'll be able to find a scenario to call up Ty Dillinger. Because if you have time for geeks like Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel on Monday Night Raw, you sure as hell could make some time for a guy like Ty Dillinger, who is actually entertaining. Well, let's keep in mind that Ty Dillinger also is from Canada, so it was a fellow countryman as well. Actually, that is true. That is true. But it was still great, yes. Man. By the way, shout out to my homegirl, Roa Schmate, who says that Goldberg is awesome. 
although she did support her fellow Canadian Brock Lesnar. Although Brock's not a real Canadian. Actually, you can make the argument that Goldberg's a real Canadian because he married a Canadian. Yeah. His wife's from Saskatchewan, my aunt's home province. So, and Goldberg yeah. was way more over than most people thought he would be. By the way, yeah, I think I think the Canada thing. I think people overvalued the Canada thing. You know, Brock that was Lesnar's, a WCW versus Bret Hart thing. Yeah, yeah, and that was 15 years ago. You know, 16 years. No, but yeah, like, no, 16. It was years like ago. 2000. Yeah, yeah, it was a long time ago. So, hey man, and, and just so you know, my buddy is another one you can chalk up to being disappointed with that match. Yet another disappointing Lesnar match. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. And he's older than me, so I don't know. I, I thought it was great. You know, I'd, I'd be interested in seeing and asking the fans who paid money to, to go see that show if they like if they liked it or not. I think they liked it. It seemed like they liked it. I, th- now, I think again, they did, too. You're not going to get all of them, but I think a lot of them liked it. Yeah, I, I, it was so different. Like It was, and it was it was classic Goldberg. They literally gave you the nostalgia. That's what made it great. Yeah. Well, that was a little too much classic Goldberg, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. that's what made it great. It, they, Doug Dillinger needed to be there, and it would have been perfect. Oh yeah, and that's the, another reference from the WCW. Yes. Yeah. So. But anyway, so, we're, so anyway we're we had, we had Nia Jax get eliminated, or I'm sorry, uh, Naomi get eliminated. Naomi uh, got eliminated, and then, she and then we had like Nat- she was knocked out cold, by the way. So yeah. she sold that great. Yeah, Natalia pinned Sasha Banks with a schoolgirl. That was ridiculous. Just, just of, eliminated her out yeah. of nowhere. We had Charlotte beat uh, Natalia, and then we had Becky Lynch actually tap out Nia Jax with the disarmor. Now, keep in mind, though, Alexa Bliss and Becky were working as a team to try to take out Nia. Still. So still, it wasn't you, just clean, but no, I, I know what you're still, saying. Still, you couldn't have done, like, the pile-on pin, where they all pile-on and pin her? Well, they should have done what they did with Strowman, and they didn't do it. Which is like the count-out finish. The count-out panel, what they did with Rusev a couple years back. Yeah, they didn't do it. The DQ, something. They should have yeah. done something, and they didn't do it. Yeah, that, that was the, the waste of months of building her up. I mean, And they listen, made her look dominant, too, in the beginning of that match. Listen, no shame so, in losing to Becky Lynch, but you know, are they really going to do... Be- if this was setting up Becky Lynch versus Nia Jax, that'd be great, but they're on different brands. Kind of weird, if you ask me. Yeah. So we had Charlotte pin Alexa Bliss... And then Bailey pinned Becky Lynch with a belly to Bailey, and then Charlotte just beat up Bailey, walked out with Dana, who's still one of the worst wrestlers in the world. And I know they're trying to build up this whole Charlotte pay per view streak. She's now fourteen and zero. I'm sick of this. I like her character and all, but I'm sick of her winning all the time. They're making her out to be a little bit too much, or too—I don't want to say too good because she is good, but a little, a little bit too much. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. A little overhyped, I think, is what they're doing with her. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it's, it's ridiculous. My 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 friend Roa said, and actually, this is a question for you, Scott. She asks because this is something I mentioned in the last the NXT uh, recap. She's asking, do you think Asuka is becoming too much like Charlotte, and they're both winning so much that it's hard to care about their matches, or it's hurting their opponents? I, I, I guess think the way to ask. in Asuka's case, she's right with the interview she cut a little while back where nobody's on her level on NXT. They're just not. And that's no disrespect to those women. They're busting their butts down there to get better and better. And a few of them really are, but there's just nobody at that level right now. There's just not. And Charlotte's case, I think it's just for whatever reason. I mean, look, Charlotte's worked her butt off as well. She's gotten better. I don't think she's the best woman on that roster. Right. Um, But, you know, I don't know. You know, she has the namesake, and maybe that's what's keeping her going. 
maybe it's just Vince has a thing for her, you know, for whatever reason, he just likes her. He likes the fact that she, you know, she's tall. She, you know, she has a good look to her. She's, I mean, you know, so maybe that's what it is. You know, Sasha Banks is tiny, doesn't have the look and, you know, Charlotte has that look and maybe that's just the way it is. True. And Zach McGibbon, shout out to him. He's a, an awesome, not only an awesome supporter of TSC news, but he's a guy that's a hell of a commentator as well on the independent scene in Canada and a radio host. So, for all the people bitching and complaining about, oh, well, Joey Styles got fired for no reason, and oh, political correctness, and blah, blah, blah. Listen, screw Joey Styles. Screw these idiot relics that suck at their jobs in 2016. I want to see guys like Zach on commentary. He does a great job. So, Zach, I want to shout you out first off and uh, foremost. Oh. But the reason I'll I'm say this, though, about but Joey the Styles, real quick. Well, Truth be on. told, if this was 1996, he could have gotten away with that. Let's oh, abso- that absolutely. But whatever. He's a geek. He's a geek, and, he, he's a yeah, geek and he wasn't good at he wasn't good at his job. It evolves. So I don't really care. Okay, give, no, no, no. give guys like Zach a chance. And the sure. reason I'm also shouting out Zach is because he texted me a great tidbit here, which is that Pro Wrestling Sheet is reporting that Goldberg is signed to appear at the Royal Rumble. So my theory could actually happen. Well, unless he's in the Rumble, either way, my theory could happen. You're not putting Goldberg in the Rumble to have him lose unless Lesnar takes him out. Um, it's uh, yeah, he's signed to appear in the Rumble match. So, yeah, I, oh yeah, there it is. There, I just see it. Yes, that's interesting, right there. That's ve- that's very interesting. I I think what's going to happen is Goldberg's going to clean house. Lesnar's going to come out, and Goldberg's going to be eliminated by Lesnar. Because it's WWE, they'll have Roman Reigns just eliminate both of them. Oh, God. Or you know what? Braun Strowman. That would actually be better. It really would. Yeah. Actually, you know what? Undertaker's back full time. Have those two going at it. And have Undertaker come out and just put all three of them in the ring together. Why not? You know, that'd be kind of cool. He's not full-time, but, you know, full-time by Undertaker. full-time for Undertaker. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, you know. Yeah. Yeah, more than one match a year. Yeah. Right. True. So yeah, that would be interesting. Yeah, but anyway, I, I don't care. I didn't care for this women's match. It was pretty decent, but just uh, Charlotte destroying Bailey. It sets up the match, but I don't know. I'm just tired of the Charlotte reign. It would have been nice to see Sasha hold it for a few months. You could add Charlotte win it as a transitional champion. Lead to Charlotte versus Bailey versus uh, you know Sasha at WrestleMania or something. Another it's, triple threat. Oh, God. You know what would be a good match well, at least. They did tease Becky Lynch with Bailey a little, and Becky Lynch with Sasha. You know, which was cool. Yeah. And that's not going to lead to nothing, of course, but it was just cool to see. So. Right. But with any luck, they'll have a uh, – uh, oh, I lost my train of thought. Never mind. They'll have like a four-way <laughs> is what you're saying? Well, I wasn't even going to say a that. Trade? A unification match just to have all the women on one damn show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That would make more sense if you ask me. But <laughs> That would make so much more sense. Yeah, but oh, well. Yeah. We had uh, the club, Gallows, Anderson, Bully, James Ellsworth, Mick Foley stepped in to stop him. James Ellsworth said that he's a huge fan of McFoley, and he loved it when McFoley got thrown off the cell and got speared into the flaming well, table by Edge. And then yeah. Foley's like, do you have any like good memories of me? And he goes, well, when you won the title from The Rock, and he goes, good. And then afterwards, and then afterwards, McFoley offered him a Rock contract. He said, you know, I'm Team Blue. Foley even walked away. Get, even though he got a start on Raw. Yeah, and then, and then Foley walked away, and he ran into Braun Strowman. Oh, that but, that, but that was not the first Ellsworth Strowman reunion of the night. That's true. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Right. We had yeah. the Raw versus SmackDown tag team elimination match. This oh, no, was... we had the Miz match. Then, then it was the Miz match. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry. Um, yeah, I hate to correct you. But... No, it's okay. Okay, we had Let's Miz versus Zayn. Good match. 
uh, it was a wacky ending. Horrible wh- ending. Where, where Sammy, I guess, was it? He had the figure four on, right? Was, was that yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Miz was working on the leg, and then Sammy ended up putting the figure four on the Miz. Miz was in the middle of the ring. Looked like he might have been getting ready to tap out, possibly. But either way, okay. go ahead, Fred. Mm-hmm. So, Miz. Okay, hang on. Sorry, I lost my train of thought. I got. I got. Somebody, to do this for somebody you? sent me another Joe Biden Obama meme, and it made me uh, laugh, and I, I kind of so got distracted. Well, Fred get, gets his composure back, and he's <laughs> going to tell me the meme, and then I'm going to laugh. All right. So anyway, as Sami Zayn has the Miz in the figure for the bell rings, referee, the bell rings, and the camera quickly shoots over to the bell, and it's Maurice ringing the bell, drops it, acts like she's not doing it. The referee sees it, no DQ, no nothing. Sami Zayn starts to celebrate. Referee says, no, I didn't call for the bell. Nobody tapped out. The Miz just rolled him up and pinned him. And that was it. The same thing we've seen the Miz do with Ziggler time and time again. I didn't so, mind it that much. I mean, I, the I hate the total stays on SmackDown. It just kind of didn't make a lot of sense, to be honest with I you. I was the biggest fan, but you know what, though? The fact that Miz is like the only real old school heel on the roster right now, it's pretty cool. I like it. It was, but I think they could have done this with Dolph Ziggler, and it yeah. would have worked out just the same. I where agree. Dolph is in the figure four or whatever, and the Miz comes out and rings the bell. Because let's be honest, everybody kind of knows their best friends. I mean, all you got to do is watch Ride Along, you know, <laughs> and they could have just kind of teased. I mean, you know, right? So you could have teased it a little bit, like a Ziggler kind of sort of heel turn, maybe something like that, you know? Yeah. And then he could have rolled up Zane because, hey, I'm going for the win. It would have made more sense to do that, I think, than not have Ziggler on the show at all. So, J- Jeremy Bowers is asking, could we see maybe a similar duo to Maurice and Miz? Maria and Mike Bennett in NXT soon since they're kind of at odds with TNA. Well, there's more to it than that as well. Well, I don't know if you saw the tweet from Jeremy, but apparently... Maria Kanellis got accepted to complete her master's at Full Sail University, where NXT is taped. Yeah, that would be good to see, but... She's a great act. God bless Mike Bennett. He seems like a really nice guy, and he works very hard, but to me, he's not... It's weird. I feel like he'd fit in more with, like, 2010 WWE... Uh, well, than 2016 WWE or 2017 WWE. Is her beef WWE. with the Bellas even over with? Because they have some heat on each other. You so. know what? It would be. It would, you know what though? They they had beef with Maurice, and and Maurice is on Total Divas. I don't know if anybody watched the first That's episode true. of Total Divas. That thing was lit. It was awesome. They went straight out of the gate with the tea, with the shade. It was great. Watch Total Divas. It was, it was great. Maurice, the Maurice with is a great character. The problem with WWE is Maria and Mike Bennett could end up on NXT for a year and a half, and by then, who knows where the Miz and Maurice will be. Actually, yeah, that's true. But you know what? The, I mean, they're good. They, you know what, though? Mike Bennett and Maurice were a great act in New Japan. They were a great sure. act in ROH. They're not really that great of an act in, in TNA. It's just kind of – well, then again, TNA. what is a great act in TNA at this point outside of Matt Hardy? Yeah. I mean, and, the, the DDs no, – not even him at this point because he has amnesia. So, He's still, yeah. yeah, that's still a great act. Yeah. Matt Hardy. I mean, what, what is it? The the DDC, the DBC, the BBC. I don't. The Bram and James Storm combination. I have, I have now? no idea. I have no idea what you're yeah. talking about. And I'm Bram, James Storm, and somebody else are I now do, in a I group don't, and they I don't hate know. each other. Yeah. So. I don't know, and I don't. I do, I'm sorry, but I do not care. I, I mean, br- that's what I've heard. It's not like I watch them. Or anything. All right, listen. If you want to watch anything non WWE related, that's TNA related, just watch Matt Hardy. Just, well, once just, 205 Live starts, you have SmackDown Raw, 205, two pay-per-views a week. I'm just going to call it a week at this point. You have Ring of Honor. You have Lucha Underground. You have There's TNA. not enough time to watch everything. Yeah, and then if you're a UK indie fan and the UK is, is popping right now, you got Progress. You got freaking Rev Pro. You uh, New sure, Japan. You got, you got ICW, I mean, you got a lot, which Finn Bauer made an appearance there for. 
uh, as a favor. Yeah. 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 So, all right. We had Brian Kendrick versus Kalisto for a cruiserweight. Actually, no, I missed the the tag tag match. Whatever. Let's go to the freaking cruiserweight title match. It was a good match. Uh, (laughs) Brian Kendrick got the win via DQ when Baron Corbin interfered and then beat up Kalisto. (sighs) So the cruiserweights are staying on Raw. Daniel Bryan yelled at Corbin. Corbin doesn't care. Way to go, Baron Corbin. He doesn't want little. What do you say? Little punks running around and got in Brian's face. And real quick, going back to the Miz and uh, Sami Zayn match, they continue to tease the Miz and Brian, uh, Daniel Bryan. And I know you told me no, it's not going to happen. But he, it's they not just gonna keep happen. Teasing, it's it's not going to happen. I know, but I'm I telling know you, it's not. But it's so stupid to have Miz keep doing all the moves. It is and, because he's not very good at the moves. I know, but it was still, you know. And then in the uh, and then you have the cruiserweights still on Raw for the time being, which makes no sense. Although there was a great tweet that went out earlier too that said Vince McMahon's going to come out and just give SmackDown the cruiserweights. <laughs> so you know yeah. it just it doesn't make sense. So you're going to have these guys traveling from Orlando. Well, I know they don't always tape, but you well, know they're all in the same vicinity to, anyway. To, to, all, yeah, but still, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, whatever. Whatever. Yeah, what, I mean, seriously, what, whatever. We so we had the so yeah Brian Kendrick retains in the most lame way possible. We had Roman Reigns. Oh wait, no, no, we had this freaking tag. I keep forgetting this stupid. We tag. Had the tag. You know match what? You what, Scott? You recap this tag match. I'll say this: it was a hell of a match, but there were too many damn people to keep up with. You go ahead, Scott. I mean, here's the long and short of it: the Village people, aka Bazango, come out. They get eliminated within five seconds. Next thing you know, you turn around. Kofi Kingston's getting super kicked by one of the Usos. The New Day is out within 90 seconds. So right ridiculous. then and there, everybody's like, what the heck is going on here? That was Okay, for people that want to bitch and complain about Goldberg and to a lesser extent Brock Lesnar and their pushes, look at how they treated their champions tonight. But I liked it because it was the element of surprise. Ser- but, but, but seriously, though. Look no, at I how agree. they treated their champions. However, on the good the side New of that, Day Biggie didn't get to do his running match. dive. So. Rhino and Slater got eliminated you know, relatively soon after that. You had Brian Kendrick get his ass handed to him by Big Boren Corbin. Okay? Yeah. And in the Raw versus SmackDown men's match, you had Kevin Owens get eliminated. Granted, it was by DQ, but still, he got thrown out like a geek, and his best friend and main ally got just eliminated due to an RKO when he was trying to put together his list. Yeah, Kevin Owens got eliminated by using the list. And they so. wonder why these champions aren't over whatsoever. Outside of maybe AJ Styles. Well, Becky, well, I mean, you know, even Becky Lynch getting yeah. pinned by Bailey. I mean, granted, Bailey's a, a top-er star, but still. Yeah. 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 I mean, same idea. So, anyway, we have... Not a whole new- lot happened in that match. I guess the biggest surprise would be that it came down to the Usos and... Uh, Sheamus and Cesaro. Yeah, and Sheamus and Cesaro got the win. True. Uh, um, let's let's go through these eliminations and, real quick. Well, we had the New Day beat Fandango. We had uh, one of the Usos, the Usos hit Kingston and, and, and pin him, which was shocking. We had Gallows beat Ryder. We had uh, Jason Jordan beat Primo. Or, I think it was Primo. And then we which, had Jordan. Oh, hold on, real quick. Yeah. Before, uh, before uh, American Alpha got eliminated, there was a great spot from Chad Gable where he hit the um, – the German. I forget what he did exactly. It was like the sunset flip into a German or something. Right. That was a phenomenal move. I just want to mention that. You know, back it's and watch funny. It. We, know we, we, talk about the doom, we talk about the doom and gloom of WWE and everything sometimes just from a creative standpoint. But then you look at this match and you see Jason Jordan and Chad Gable. I forgot they were on the main roster. 
<laughs> so did everybody else. These two guys, for, forget them as a tag team. I think as single stars, they'd be freaking phenomenal if you actually gave them a chance. I, I think Chad Gable would get lost in the shuffle from being just a little bit too small. But I'm Which saying, actually, but, but I'm saying, yeah. if all things were created equal, and you gave oh, these guys absolutely. the leeway, you hell, if they if these guys got the the amount of TV time that James Ellsworth, for God's sakes, freaking gets, you don't think these yeah. dudes would get over? Well, rumor is they are going to get the push now, so we'll see. Yeah, just and, like and, they were supposed know, to get the push. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Just like they were supposed to get the push in September when the Usos took them out. Well, September, November, it depends on the case. It's still the fall. <laughs> all right. So. But like Jeremy Bauer said, you know, with the revival, they need to be called up and win the tag titles immediately from somebody, which is, sounds good in theory, but it's the page effect because then what happens from there? You have no place to go but down. So you have these guys on the roster. They learn a little bit for whatever reason, not that they necessarily need to, and then you build them up. I think, it, you know, you, they didn't kill them. They're not, you know, they're not the vaude villains who just couldn't get any credibility if they tried. So, you know, they're around. They, they're still winning. They're not getting jobbed out, at least. It might work if they push them now at this point. Yeah. So, See? Yeah. so we had the Raw versus SmackDown men's match. This is really good, but it went on forever. Official time is like 52 minutes and 55 seconds. Wow. It was ridiculous. Now, now, I'll say that. For that length of time, give these men their props, okay? They brought it tonight. They knew they had a lot of time to fill. They knew they had to make up for a relatively short main event, and that's an understatement. And they did. They <laughs> the, did. The bigger, the bigger shocks in this match were the fact that Dean Ambrose got eliminated first by Braun Strowman due to the running power slam. Of course, him and AJ were going back and forth. And, and I'll spoil it right now. We had a Shield reunion as well. We did. So. We had we had Dean Ambrose return late in the match, just completely snap, lose his mind, lunatic lunatic fringe style, beat up AJ. He got tackled by security. Rollins and Reigns beat up the security for Ambrose, and then they did the Shield triple power bomb on AJ, and then Rollins pinned AJ to eliminate him. That was yes. great. It was. That was excellent. Excellent. Yes. Man. Foley's other tweet, great tweet in the night was the Vol MVP was either Dean Ambrose or Baron Corbin. So that was kind of cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> By the way, for those watching live, feel free to click the like button. If you are new here, please feel free to subscribe because we have a lot of live shows plus in-depth interviews with a lot of your favorite stars, including some stars that you saw tonight on Raw, or I'm sorry, Survivor Series that you will see on Raw and on SmackDown, including AJ Styles, TJ Perkins, and Many, many more. So, we had this match. It was really good. Just really, really long. We had uh, Strowman pin Ambrose, as you said. We had Strowman get counted out after <laughs> he was attacked outside. And then Shane McMahon hit the elbow drop off the top rope. I mean, Shane McMahon was tempting fate tonight, wasn't he? With all he these spots. He did a great job. He always does. You know what? Let's give Shane McMahon credit because he does bring it when he does when he when he shows he up. He does, you know? even if it's utterly ridiculous, but he, he does bring mm-hmm. it. He has nothing to prove. There was a great another great tweet from uh, I, I tweet some of their stuff. WWE creative humor that said, "Got you know, take Shane to the back, show him his bank account, tell him stop doing all this crazy <laughs> stuff." Exactly, <laughs> and it's true. Yeah, so. seriously. So yeah, so Braun Strowman got counted out. He was about this was the best spot of the match. Yeah. Even even though there's a part of me that would like to have seen him be the sole survivor, Braun Strowman's really grown on me lately. 
I, I guess I'm in a 1998 mood where I want to see big guys just squash people. But well, anyway. he, he's, he seems to be getting kind of better. He, he's getting over, I mean? like, that's for sure. He's getting yeah. over. So Braun's about to get in the ring when somebody underneath the ring grabs his leg. Which we didn't see at first. Yeah. Yeah. And, and all of a sudden, it turned out to be James Ellsworth. What or, a great or, payoff or, or, that was. James Ellsworth, a.k.a. Hornswoggle 2016. What a great so, payoff this was. That was great. So so then Braun <laughs> slowly <laughs> walks towards Ellsworth. You think this idiot's going to get away, but he is so unathletic that he trips well, over himself and cowers in fear at the entranceway. Well, just, on, but you know what's great about that? Yeah. Him tripping. If you go back and watch it, where he tripped, coincidental or not coincidental, the ramp was was like elevated, like it did look like there was like a, a bump there. If you go back and watch it, you can see it's like kind of raised up at that point. So it was very odd. Like it's almost like he wasn't supposed to fall right there, even though the spot happened, which was supposed to happen. I'm sure. <laughs> like it's just very weird. Yeah. It, it, yeah. So. Oh man. So I need to find James Ellsworth some tights that fit him. Oh, jeez. Yes. I mean, the thing about the kids, so, James. Just think about the kids. Yeah. So anyway. So yeah. So Braun picks him up. Beats him up a bit, throws him off the stage. Ellsworth crashes and burns through a table and a bunch of equipment. It was great. Yeah. This was the this was like the best spot of 2016. It was awesome. Yeah. It was just and there was a spot before that, Fred, which you had texted me about saying did uh, AJ almost get hurt by Braun? I don't think so. Braun just tossed AJ over the you know over the top rope, and AJ being as light as he is compared to Braun being as big as he is, I think AJ made it look that much better. You know, I don't yeah, think I mean, I mean that's the one thing. Was okay, that's but, the one yeah. thing. Braun's got to be careful, but you know what? I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, you know, when you're dealing with somebody that big and that small, I mean, it's you know things can happen. So luckily, Fred, it's, I'll be right AJ back. was okay. Okay. All right. Well, Scott's gonna be right back. Uh, I, th- I think he's going to get his unicorn horn and. Had his dog. Actually, his dog may have may have taken a, a dump out of excitement, which has happened before on this show. So, hey, I have two cats. I understand. So, anyway, anyway, let's get to the rest of the match. We had Strowman pin Ambrose at the beginning. We had Strowman get counted out. We had him take out Mr. James Ellsworth, who will probably be gone for a while, at least maybe until Royal Rumble. We had Kevin Owens get DQ'd for hitting AJ Styles with the list of Jericho. I mean, this is a badass list, and he just whacked him. Just whacked him. Papers flying everywhere. Owens got DQ'd. Yes, he got DQ'd after attacking the WWE Champion. But seriously, for the Universal Champion, for the World Champion of Raw to be eliminated that quickly? I wasn't feeling that. Granted, he eliminated himself, but, but still... And then his best friend, like a geek, gets distracted. A six-time world champion, which to JBL's credit, he even said, what's a six-time world champion worried about a list? I was wondering the same thing. So he's like, oh, no, the list, the list. And by the way, I think Jericho got one of the biggest pops of the night. So he's picking up these pieces of the list, and then Orton just RKO's him for a pin. One, two, three. You back, Scott? I am back. Yeah, right there. I heard your dog uh, took a little uh, leak. No, no, no. My daughter woke up, so I have to had to bring her downstairs, let her on the couch. Super Scott, so, super dad. Yeah, I like that. Dad. I don't know if you mentioned it because I hear you talking about the uh, the the men's five on five match. Yeah. Quick little side note, and again, I don't know if you mentioned it already. I'm sorry, but why in the hell did Team SmackDown have Ambrose come out last, not AJ Styles? Actually, that's true. What the? Well, why did the Miz come out before Sami Zayn? 
Yeah, but that's different because on the other side, though, Owens did come out last for his team. Yeah. Just, you know, and I and I understand the women's match not, but, you know, that wasn't team captain. And mm-hmm. last time I checked, Ambrose wasn't supposed to be the captain, so. Yeah, that was wacky. That was just wacky. That was wacky. So, yeah. Oh, by the way. I don't know the, if that was more wackier than, than uh, Orton and Bray coming out and them standing alongside of Shane while everybody else came out. What was, or, or as wacky as Dean Ambrose hitting a tope, I've forgotten who, but it looked so ugly. I mean, it barely yeah. connected. Like, you know what? Here's some and advice. Might, Far be it for me to give wrestlers advice, but here's some advice that I've heard a, a lot of veteran wrestlers give to these current wrestlers. Stop doing dives. Yes. Okay. If you, have said, a cru- if, you have a, thing- if you have a cruiserweight show, and the marketability of the cruiserweights is based on their high flying moves with the Z, why is Luke Harper doing a dive? Why is Dean Ambrose doing a dive? Thank Seth, God we didn't get to see Biggie do one tonight. Yeah. Now Seth, I don't mind. Like Seth is a really athletic guy, whatever. But it's like these are like the heavyweight guys doing the dives that are supposed to be making the cruiserweights feel special, right? I mean, what's so special about TJ Perkins doing a moonsault if Seth Rollins can do one? Which kind of defeats the purpose of a cruiserweight division. Yep. It's just smaller guys doing the same moves. And that's what that's what it is right now. That's the sad part. When it's on Raw, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Except for when Kalisto hits the uh, uh, the, 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 the move he hit on Kendrick onto the outside, which was disgustingly sick to watch. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, why is the name... Yeah. Oh, yeah, the, I can't oh wait, do I get the Salita of the Soul? No, no, it wasn't no, no, the no, no, not that, not that, not that. Why am I, what am I saying? He, yeah, no. Um, I'm looking at my notes here. Oh, I didn't write it down. All right, well... Sorry, I, yeah, I didn't... Yeah. Whatever, Rosa was a big spot, yeah. Yes. So, we'll figure, somebody will correct us. All right. Yeah, oh, absolutely. So, um, then we had Shane McMahon run wild, which was hilarious. That was just hilarious. And then he went for the coast-to-coast uh, dropkick... A.K.A. the Van Terminator drop kick, ate a spear. He looked concussed and he got carried out. Yeah, I don't know. I, th- I think for a guy that was kind of more or less knocked out, not all there, he probably should have been stretchered. But you know, I ain't a doctor. We had Luke Harper come out. He tried to distract Rollins. Rollins and Reigns took him out, and. Yeah, so then we had Rollins go for a frog splash. He ate an RKO, which looked amazing. Amazing. Orton pinned him. It was Reigns versus Orton and Wyatt. Uh, Orton pushed Bray aside when uh, Reigns was going to hit a spear. Reigns hit Orton, and then Wyatt hit the Sister Abigail. One, two, three. Nasty-looking Sister Abigail. Like yeah, that. I'm not a fan of this Orton-Wyatt thing. It's just it's too wacky and weird for me, especially because you have like Luke Harper, who's really ugly. You have Bray Wyatt, who's really ugly. And you have Randy Orton, this good-looking guy who's shredded in this Speedo. I mean, it just, it, it just well, looks weird. Yeah, and, the, and the weird part is it's getting the Wyatt over his faces. Yeah. It's not supposed to, but it does, especially in this situation. Right. But it was yeah. a hell of a match. I'll say that it was for it served its purpose. It was a hell of a match. I still would have liked to have seen uh, a stipulation uh, put together in this match. Like if the the winners get to be like a GM for a week on Raw or SmackDown, or each each man gets a title shot. They, they uh, could have came season. out with the Bragging Rights Trophy. Oh God, yeah, that that was brutal. Ugh, that that concept. But this just, was a pretty good match. I got I gotta say it was pretty good. Um, I would have liked to have seen Kevin Owens last longer. Um, I didn't like the fact that the main focus was on Rollins and Reigns and. 
again, Kevin Owens, I think Kevin Owens, I mean, he's the champion. You know what I mean? I think he should be one of the main focuses. At least AJ Styles with, with Ambrose and everything, that made sense, right? Even though it made Ambrose look bad to freaking just to get destroyed by Strowman. But at the end of the day, SmackDown got the win. I guess it's a moral victory for SmackDown. Uh, and, yeah, I'd say it was a thumbs-up show. Not everybody's going to feel that way, but I think it was a thumbs-up show. What do you think, A lot of people do not feel that way because of the main event. I'm reading more comments off different links and pages that people – like it's – and I'm not going into politics, but it's almost like the election. Like you either liked it or you really didn't like it. Yeah, I don't know. Because it's just – I mean basically everybody's saying Vince McMahon just trolled the hell out of everybody and – it just—it's very weird. Like, it is I'm weird. Just, but I'm thought, reading some of this stuff, and I just don't get it. Like, you know, I—I I guess you got to remember, I guess I man. Get Goldberg, it, Goldberg was a different generation. You know what I mean? Not everybody Goldberg was a was fan the original of Goldberg. Brock Lesnar, though. Like when you really want to go, if you yeah. really want to go there. Yeah, I mean, he yeah, and he only he did a reverse. He and played football funny, and then went in. Yeah. But it's funny though, because they're making like oh, a fifty-year-old guy, and yet you know you have Undertaker and Kane. This fifty-year-old guy is one of the main reasons WWE 2K17 is one of the top-selling games in the world right now. But you know, but like, look at all these guys on the active roster who are around his age. You know, Chris Jericho, and you no, know, granted, they're still active, but yeah, it, it, it's just it's very. Uh, it's almost like people don't like look at Goldberg as the WWF guy, WWE guy who beat The Rock and then kind of did nothing, and and it's just so much more than that. And I don't know, maybe it's just me and you, Fred. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we are we are a little older than some of our viewers, so maybe it's that. I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's I one of those know. things. You either loved it or you hated it. Um, yeah. You know, but at the end of the day, I mean, if you want to judge by the standards, if you want to judge by the standards of, you know, what fans of Goldberg who grew up watching Goldberg would want to see, whether it be in 2016, 1997, whatever, it would be an awesome Goldberg squash like we saw, right? I mean, it wouldn't be a long match. I mean, I don't think anybody ever expected like a long Goldberg match, you mean? Right. So, well, like, like yeah. I said, what if at WrestleMania 31, Roman Reigns came out, Superman punched spear pinned on Brock Lesnar? You know, hey, this is a young, good-looking guy. The next, the, the face of our company. Wow. You mean Sorry, you... watching the Green Bay Packers game here and 2.25 to go and Aaron Rodgers is out of the game. Oh, Granted, crap. the Green Bay Packers defense is garbage and they're losing 42-24, but still. Holy crap. Oh, Aaron Rodgers got hurt? No. No. Oh, he actually okay. played a great game. Okay. The, the Green Bay defense, dude, me and you could run touchdowns on <laughs> And I'm 37, 200 and a slim trim Rip chiseled and Jack two forty something and you know yeah it's pretty bad but anyway moving on yeah and, I, and I'm a lean mean fighting machine yeah I'd, I'd be I'd be exactly. the, I'd be a speed back I'd be the power back. touchdown with you on my shoulders let's put it that way all right you'd be you'd be the power back I'd be the speed back sure I'd be the power back yeah let's go with that yeah hey there you go there you go but um anyway what were we saying Goldberg Goldberg and, and yeah Goldberg. yeah so yeah it's I don't know I it's polarizing you know what. Enough of our debate. I said let's go to the fans. Let's see what they're saying because there's a lot of feedback here. All right? Just remember the streak is back. Anyway, yes, let's go to the fans. Yeah, Mr. Racer says uh, Windows 7 F the world. Yeah, I think he, he may have heard my background noise with Windows, although I actually have Windows, uh, Windows He also 10. said Brock, uh, Randy Orton saved Team SmackDown, so, which he did. So, yeah. He did. Okay, Anonymous User says if you're upset, watch Goldberg's old matches. Many are under five minutes. Exactly. Just the fact that it was Brock Lesnar. Yeah, like I said, yeah, if he would have came yeah. out and – you know what's funny though? Right. If he would have came out and did that to like, you know, Heath Slater, you know, three years ago because Heath Slater now he, he would have gotten booed. But if he would have did that to Fandango tonight, everybody would have loved it. 
Yeah. But he did it to Lesnar and everybody booed. It just makes it, it, it it's it's like anything. Yeah. You know, it, it really is. It's like anything else. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Racer says Windows 10 sucks, bro. Well, listen, bro. Actually, that was my Adobe uh, Creative Cloud saying that I should update my Adobe software. So I, I will update that after the show. And actually, my computer runs pretty damn well. But, but thank you very much. I, I appreciate that. Nice feedback. Anyway. Uh, let's see. What do you think about Goldberg versus Chris Jericho playing up the real life beef? Well, they did that in 2003. They do not need to do that in 2016. If anything, we're going to get Jericho and Undertaker because Jericho called Taker a stupid idiot. Did he? Yeah, on Twitter. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He called him a stupid idiot. Maybe so if we, anything, maybe we will. I don't know. We yeah, had... that wouldn't be that bad. I could de- I could live with that. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. We had we had John Goldman say Taker will win against AJ Styles. I could see that happening. Yeah, definitely. Well, well, hold on. So according to let, let's go let's let's talk about that for a second because according to Undertaker logic, whoever what was the word ruined it for Team SmackDown is going to have to face the Undertaker's wrath. Mm-hmm. Well, AJ didn't ruin it for Team SmackDown. If anybody, it would have been Dean Ambrose. True. So, I mean, Team SmackDown did win. So, do we get an Ambrose and Undertaker match? Because I'm not really digging that. Yeah, that's a little weird. I don't know. Maybe like Ambrose of like three years ago when he was still like pretty hot. I don't know about now. Right. Yeah, it's just it's it's weird. It's it's very weird. Okay, let's see what else we have. Could you see Randy Orton versus The Undertaker at WrestleMania? I've heard that that's a rumor, and I'm not digging it. I think Undertaker pretty much cemented himself for losing this WrestleMania coming up when he said WrestleMania does not define his legacy, and if he loses to Randy Orton. It does nothing for Randy Orton at this point in his career. So, but he I could don't... also be Randy Orton. And it wouldn't hurt like a guy that's on the rise. You know what I mean? Although yeah, I don't but... think I don't think an Undertaker a loss to the why... Undertaker hurt anybody at this point. No, but why? You know why Randy Orton? Like it just it wouldn't really do anything. I think because Randy you know? Orton's safe. You know what I mean? And and but why? Why turn? But, hang but... on. Why turn Randy Orton heel then? Why do all the freaky stuff if he's not going to wrestle the Undertaker? Yeah, but again, do you really need to see the Wyatts and Undertaker? No, I don't. But, no, get. I don't. But I'm just saying, like, who would, who would Undertaker be more comfortable with? You know? Oh, well, absolutely, right. Well, yeah. As far as comfort goes, sure, sure. But I, yeah, all right. I, don't know. I, all I, right. I just won't be digging it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, here's a question from Roa Schmate. Who do you think eventually dethrones? This is another women's question. Who do you think eventually dethrones Charlotte? And who do you think eventually dethrones Oscar? Uh, Bailey on on Raw sh- for Charlotte, yeah. And as far as Oscar goes, I mean, I've been hearing a lot of people say Ember Moon, and I don't really know much about her at this point to say that. But she's I don't really good. See, I, yeah, she is, and I don't really see anybody else doing it. Yeah, I mean, I Oscar's going to have to go heel. She practically which, is at this point. She yeah. Mickey James went to shake her hand on Saturday like, night after they, she lost, and Oscar just raised the title over her shoulder. Yeah, and people still cheered for her. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Mickey James for 37 still, you know, that fan chanting, you still got it. I was kind of laughing at because it's not like she never like left and came back. Exactly. If anything, they should have been chanting, you still got it at Goldberg. Tonight. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, Mickey James looked great, especially for a woman that just recently had a baby. Man, she was she was pretty good in the ring, too. So props to Mickey James. Okay. Ashok Jane says that was insane. Shusan Pawar says Cena versus Lesnar better be next now. Uh, I don't want to see that. I mean, they, they'd have a great match, but I don't want to see that again. 
Plus Cena's on SmackDown. I don't know where Lesnar goes from here, but yeah. I don't know. Plus Cena's on SmackDown. You got to remember that. Oh, that's all right. They can figure that out. Yeah. Fred, did you watch well, I'm not even sure if Cena's going to be back for the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Because he's filming uh, American Grit right now. Yeah, because, you know. Yeah, yeah Fred, did you watch Walking Dead or Westworld yet? I did not, but I'm going to catch that after this recap show and then get some sleep. Um, okay, Garab Gosh said Goldberg twerked his shoulder on Raw, so maybe that why that's why it was a short match. I think he meant to say tweaked, not twerked. I hope so. I, yeah, I, maybe. Yeah, I mean, hey, who knows? Maybe Goldberg injured his shoulder twerking, but, you know, Goldberg doesn't seem like a twerk kind of guy. So... Huh? Yeah, he did tweak his shoulder. Then uh, maybe that's another reason why the match was short. But holy crap, it was it was still great. Yeah, it was still great. Okay, uh, Anoop Thanks says part timer, boring, dumb Lesnar lost. So I guess he's happy. Yeah. Basti failed. Our main man from Germany said, "Love the ending of the Goldberg match. That's just classic Goldberg. Lesnar didn't see the first spear, and after that, Goldberg did do his classic impactful spear. Yeah, it was awesome. I loved it. <laughs> the ending. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> ending? Okay, sure. Yeah. All the right. match was the ending. <laughs> yeah. Abilash six one nine says Vince gave people the twist of the century. I don't know if it was the twist of the century, but it was definitely one of the craziest, unexpected finishes in WWE history. That's for sure." Yeah, I mean, when's, I mean, seriously, when's like the most? Honestly, this might, might be bet. the most surprising result since Brock Lesnar pinned the Undertaker. And maybe that's the whole point to to get that shock value again. Maybe. You know what? Everybody on Twitter is buzzing about it, so mission accomplished. I mean, you know, think about it. Lesnar's got to. I mean, you would assume he's got to do something tomorrow, and you got to assume Goldberg's going to do something tomorrow. You have to. Yeah. I mean, I. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Steven Shaw says Kane versus Rhino to determine the mayor of SmackDown. That's right, because Rhino ran for office in, in Michigan. Won. No, he lost. Oh, did he end up losing? Yeah, he, yeah. I don't know how it, word got oh, around that. He, it was a fake story. He ended up confirming on tw- on uh, Facebook and Twitter ah. that nah, he lost. Yeah. Now my tweet about him shaving his his beard for his constituents is is pointless. Yeah. Well, you might have to delete that tweet, my man. I I tweeted too many things. I'll just have to leave it. Yeah. Well, no, because he can still have constituents even though he lost. I guess. Manpreet <laughs> says that the great Kali should come back and win the universal title. Manpreet should be banned now for saying that. You know what? No, but you you know what? They should have all the giants that are still living today that can still remotely wrestle face well, Braun Strowman. Great not one of them. And have Braun Strowman just destroy all of them. How's about... Oh, God. I want to see Goldberg jackhammer Braun Strowman. I do. <laughs> I don't want to see his body break trying to do that. <laughs> I want to see Braun Bro, Strowman. No, you want, I want to see Braun what Strowman, Jackhammer Goldberg. Huh? I want to see Braun Strowman, Jackhammer Goldberg. I was going to say, what if they have Strowman destroy Goldberg like that? I don't know. We'll see. We'll it, see. You know, that would be interesting. Yeah. Okay. Leo Mendez says that was a freaking dumb match. I guess he didn't <sighs> like it. People, do, yeah. I, it was dumb to the fact of like Lesnar destroying everybody and then just getting jobbed out like that, but it was great because it was Goldberg who did it, but yet it was dumb because it was Goldberg who did it. Like, there's a lot that goes on to it. I liked it. I thought it was great. The shock value alone, I think, is great, and that's exactly what WWE needs at this point. Yeah. So when you think about it like this, their ratings, in theory, their ratings should be over four, four million tomorrow night. We know it's not going to get anywhere near that. We know that. Come on, we know. Although it is a crappy Monday night game. 
But who's playing um, Monday? It's, it's Houston and Oakland, which are actually two decent teams, but it's a crappy game. Well, crappy game in a sense that Brock Osweiler is a horrendous quarterback. It's seven and two versus six and three in Mexico City, but well, well, you got to remember something too, and this is the same thing that applies when uh, the UFC went to Mexico City. It's high altitude. Yeah. Like really. Now, granted, Brock Osweiler did play high altitude in in Denver when he was with the Broncos, but a I lot like of those guys, a lot of those guys haven't played high altitude, and it's just. But, you know, it's kind of que- it's kind of questionable too. You, why wouldn't you have at least one of the teams that plays in high altitude, like Denver, going to a high altitude city? Kind of, kind of weird. I don't know. I, th- I think it's going to be a sloppy game because of the altitude, and uh, I, th- I think Brock Osweiler, Brock Osweiler is going to throw like eighty eight yards. Brock Osweiler, if Brock Osweiler was a pro wrestler, who would you compare him to? Daddy be superstar. Heath Slater. No, Heath Slater's got got better rhythm. Yeah, and, think and, about it, Slater. You know he 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 wins, but he, he doesn't do much. And you know, actually, that's true because Brock, Brock that's true because Brock Osweiler's Rhino is like the Texans defense. Yep. You know, and the Texans defense just wins all the games for him. You know, yep. whereas Brock Osweiler's like Heath Slater. He's winning. He has a good record, but he sucks. Although Heath Slater's better than Brock Osweiler. Well, you know, and, and at, sure, least better, at least they're better than Ryan Fitzpatrick. So. That's that's true, and I'm sure half the world's wondering who the hell these people are. Brock Osweiler is a horrific, overpaid American football quarterback for the Houston Texans who somehow has his team in a division lead, yet he's averaging, I think, like 99 yards passing per game. Which Out of 32 teams, he is 31st, I believe. No, I think 32nd. Are the Jets actually better than him? I'm not I th- sure. I think that. he's 32nd when it comes to uh, rankings and quarterback. So he is li- he is literally worse than Heath Slater. Hold on, let me let me let me switch subjects real quick. Cause I see JJJ MVP asked if the CM Punk rumors are true, and Zippa says he's supposed to be at WrestleMania 33. Oh, come on, no, that is not come true on. at all. He debunked that on Twitter, which of course doesn't mean anything. CM Punk is not coming back to WWE. You have a better chance of seeing Goldberg beat up Lesnar. Oh well. Anyway, he's not coming back. I will. I, that is my. What, what does Booker T call it? The 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 sucky ducky boom boom pow. Shucky, du- week, shucky ducky quack yeah. quack. Lock yeah, I'm not that cool. Even though he's you know older than me. Yeah. That 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 is the the guaranteed lock. I don't think you will ever see CM Punk back in WWE. How about that? Yeah. And Man. to be honest, I don't want to see him back in WWE. <sighs> It's yeah. just me. I don't. Wow. Yeah. I'm trying I'm to look for that CM Punk tweet. I can't find it. But either either way, it doesn't really matter. He's not coming back. No. Not 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 yet. I mean, look, maybe years. Maybe in years 20 down the road. years from now. Yeah. When he goes I don't know. 20 Hulk years from now, but you know, like not, the wounds are still I, fresh. I, they're in le- they're in legality. You know. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah you he's can't. he's not. It's not happening. Okay. I know if Goldberg can come back, anything can happen. But no. Yeah, but it also took Goldberg twelve years to come back. You got to remember exactly. that. Exactly. So okay. Yeah, I, I don't see it. We'll take a few more questions before we head on out. Um, who do you see beating AJ Styles for the title? I see the Undertaker, and I see the Undertaker dropping it to Royal Rumble winner Cena. I could be wrong, but that's how I see it. Who do you see yeah. Kevin Owens losing to? You know, if they didn't make Jericho look like such a biatch every now and then, I would actually like to see Jericho pin Owens, quote-unquote, accidentally in like a triple threat. Well, they're definitely setting that up because when uh, Owens got disqualified, Jericho was picking up the pages of the list, and he was giving Owens some looks like, what the hell did you just but do? But I feel like they're ma- even though Jericho's over, I feel like they're making him too much of a comedy character. Like, I really think like, it would be better if they kind of gave him like some sort of mean streak. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, well, you know, when, a, when, a, when, when some notebook paper and a $8 uh, clipboard are the best things on your three-hour program, I mean, 
It's impressive and it's sad at the same time. <laughs> it probably is. Okay, Mr. Racer says, does Randy Orton currently hold the record for surviving the most Survivor Series matches? He That's a is... really good question. I think so because no. he, he won. He survived 2003, 2004, he... 2005, this one. That was by himself, though. He is, I think he holds the most sole Survivor Okay. at four, and he's second as far as matches behind... They said it. Uh, Shawn Michaels. He has nine Survivor Series traditional matches, I think it was. Shawn had 11. Okay. I, w- I want to say it was that. Well, and, al- and so, also, too, you, you guys should go out of your way to see the Survivor Series 2003 match. It was like Team o- Steve Austin versus Team Eric Bischoff. Granted, the stipulation wasn't much because if Austin's team lost, he'd have to retire. And he came back like two weeks later, so it totally killed the stipulation. But just watch that performance, uh, the performances of Shawn Michaels in the match and Randy Orton. Yep. It was like the perfect way to build up an up-and-coming heel into a top guy, and it was the perfect baby face in peril played by Shawn Michaels. The psychology of the match at the end was excellent. Excellent. Oh, it's a great ending, too. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was excellent. So go out of your way. Survivor Series 2003 was not very good. Ironically enough, it was headlined by Goldberg and Triple H. Um, they also had an ambulance match with Shane McMahon and, and Kane, which was also built up by Kane electrocuting Shane McMahon's testicles. Well, that all started when Kane um, tombstone Linda McMahon on the ramp. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yes. yes. And set JR on fire and did all this. Yeah. Let's not go that far. But okay. Yeah, that's what he did. Yeah. But if there's anything you should go out of your way to see it from Survivor Series 2003 back in the day, uh, that, that Survivor Series match was just excellent. Excellent as far as building up a young guy and, and just putting over a great baby face in peril. That, that was psychology. It was great. So if you want something Survivor Series related. Actually, somebody real quick is asking our Survivor Series predictions before we head out. Like, or not predictions. I'm sorry. Recommendations on the network. <laughs> I'm going to keep quiet about this one, Fred, and you know why. Because you took the time to watch every Survivor Series. and unfortunately, No, I didn't watch. I, I took notes. You took notes and you went through a lot of them. And unfortunately, you and I were never able to secure a date to go and, and review the greatest Survivor Series moments of all time. And I feel bad about that, Scott. But guess what? At least you don't, You now know more useless wrestling knowledge. Yeah, I do. Um, I would say... Give like five. Let's not go forever. Well, I don't have my notes on me. Obviously, the end of 2014 when Sting debuted was just a great moment. But I'm saying uh-huh. like great match. Hey, come on. Let's go back further. For some, of the young, for some of the kids. For some of the children. Scott, we're about the children. I, you know, honestly... The, the first couple were, were pretty good um, just because it was different at the time. Uh, listen, so listen I'll, I'll give you some I real mean, recommendations. Diesel, Bret Hart, 95, when Diesel basically went heel, which led him to go into WrestleMania 12 to lose to Undertaker, which led him to go to WCW, which created the NWO. So that was a pretty decent match. All yeah, Diesel, Diesel, listen, Diesel versus Bret Hart. Okay, was was really good. One of Kevin Nash's best matches uh, ever. Of course, Survivor Series 97. Yeah, oh, with a screw job. Well, that was just... Yeah, it wasn't well, no, great. That's still a match you want to see. And to be honest, you go back to 1993, I believe it was, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels as well for the WWF title. Yes, but uh, but the 97, you don't need to see. If you've seen clips of it, it's, it's not, it wasn't a good match. It was okay. Okay. Yeah, well, now, so, whole, now Survivor Series 96 but... is what you want to go and see because that was The Rock's debut. Yeah, but that, that was, was, that was Steve Austin wrestling Bret Hart and a precursor to the classic WrestleMania match, which was excellent. Psycho Sid wrestled one of his best matches ever against Shawn Michaels, which is not saying much. But still, it was pretty good. It was really interesting, and, and it was uh, a big match for Psycho Sid. By far the biggest match of his career. 
Um, Survivor Series. 98. I would like to say that in '96, that was like the fake Diesel, fake Razor Ramon. The the pre-show match had eliminations where guys were just taking an elbow drop, getting pinned. So wow, in mind, yeah. Survivor Series '98 was not great, but it did ha- feature the crowning of the Rock as the world champion. Um, I'm trying to think, oh, Survivor Series '99 featured the debut of Kurt Angle, so maybe you want to watch that. It was like a quick squash against Sean Stasiak. Yeah, it wasn't a great match, but it, it did it did what it had to do for for him. Right. Um, Survivor oh, Series 2001 God. had a really good uh, five versus five match, WCW versus WWE. Even though the whole storyline was convoluted, um, there was also oh Survivor Series 2002 is probably my favorite Survivor Series. That was one of the best ones. It had the first ever Elimination Chamber, uh, which was yes. great. That was great, and it's even greater when you realize that. There's a point in the match where Rob Van Dam went for a frog splash on Triple H off the pod. His knee crashed onto Triple H's throat. He broke Triple H's trachea. Triple H could have probably died in the ring. And which he went is crazy for another, what, about. 20 minutes probably? Yeah. It's crazy to think that Triple H finished that match. I mean, there was, this would never happen in 2016. Never. They would have called no. a finish on the spot. They would have, like... Brought out the stretcher, opened the chamber, and they would have whispered like, "Hey, you know what? Like, Rob, you're 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 putting over Sean or something." Because that was yeah. that was unbelievable. I mean, it was such a bad injury that Triple H woke up in the hospital the next day with his gear still on and the confetti still on his body. It was ridiculous. That's right. Yes. So I found the tweet from CM Punk, by the way. Oh, you did? What do you say? Yeah. It, right, let me get back to it. It's um somebody asked him. My computer's starting to run slow. If the rumors are true about him returning, he said yes. He also prevented a Ford plant from being moved to Mexico. It's true. Going to be big. So big. Bigly. <laughs> bigly. Tremendously bigly. Yeah. So he will be there. So there you have it. Yeah. So, yeah, but yeah, two, but that was a great match. Um, the the three-way match. tag match for the SmackDown tag titles was great. And I, I, I find it really hard to go back and watch Chris Benoit matches. I don't go out of my way to see it, but he wasn't totally featured in this match. It was Kurt Angle and Chris Benoit versus Eddie and Chavo Guerrero versus Edge and Rey Mysterio. If you could get over Chris Benoit being in the match a little bit, this was excellent, an excellent match. Um, we also had Brock Lesnar versus Big Show. Not a great match, but a very surprising yeah, ending. If you want a shock yeah. ending and you're not familiar with the history of that whole uh, feud and everything... And I forgot, they had another really good match. Oh, they had a couple good matches. They had Victoria versus Trish Stratus in like a street fight. And they had and they had uh, Jamie Noble versus Billy Kidman, which was really good for the Cruiserweight title. So that was a... And you had Scott Steiner's debut. That's so, right. Or, or I guess return. Nowinski and Matt Hardy, yes. Yeah, no, it was, that whole Survivor Series from top to bottom was really strong. I like that one. Um, 2003 now, with the the five on five, like I told you guys, with uh, Team Austin, Team Bischoff, great psychology with Thornton and HBK. Um, 2004, I thought the Survivor Series 5 and 5 was really good because of the fact that you were able to get a stipulation out of it and, and really interesting storylines out of it because the winning team of tri- Team Triple H versus Team Morton got to be GM. Each member got to be a GM of Raw for at least one yes. week uh, on Raw. Even was on it. Yes. Yeah, it was really it was really good. And yes. now that they up- uploaded those classic Raws from 2004. You should probably watch it. It was a really uh, cool time in WWE. Yeah, that I mean, led to Maven versus Triple H, which actually was a really decent match. Yeah, I'll, I'll say that. You know, Triple H gets a lot of flack, and I know in the early 2000s he wasn't really uh, on his game after the quad injury. But I'll tell you, like that whole Evolution deal, man, and with Batista and everything else, really kind of like that's some really probably the most underrated work of his career. I think it was it was really good. Yeah. Um, Please do not go out of your way though to see Randy Orton Big Show from a couple years ago. Oh do God, no, that was horrible. Um, 2006, it wasn't really much. I didn't care for 2006. 2007, 
I can't even remember 2007 Survivor Series, so that you tells you something. Give me a second; I can get my notes, but I have to get up for a second. I can't. I can't remember it. It's irrelevant. 2008. I can't really remember it. Let me go grab. Um, one. You know what? 2009 is probably the most underrated Survivor Series ever because it had a triple threat match with Shawn Michaels, Triple H, and John Cena, all three baby faces. HBK and Triple H were a team as DX, and this whole match was built on comedy. And had they actually built it up as like a serious match, I actually think it would have been considered a classic. But instead, it's one of those matches featuring three legends of this business. That's pretty damn underrated, I think. But you should go out and match was that, Fred? I'm talking about Survivor Series 2009 and how underrated that DX and Cena match was for the title. Yes. As well as Big Show and Jericho, who were a tag team at the time, wrestling The Undertaker in a triple threat match for the SmackDown title. Did we talk about uh, Survivor Series 2003 when Vince McMahon defeated The Undertaker in a Buried Alive match? Yes, but that – oh, no, we didn't. But that was not a, mo- a match I'd tell the gladiator to wait to see. I'm trying to make good recommendations. I would for the fact that Vince McMahon beat The Undertaker in a Buried Alive match. <laughs> and then um, I, I'd say 2012, if you want to watch the match where The Shield made its debut. And I'm trying to think if there's anything else like in recent years. Well, I'd say that's about, I'd say that's about it. So overall, those are my Survivor Series recommendations. Um, I'd say actually, you know what? Did Bob Backlund versus Bret Hart take place in Survivor Series '94? Ooh, I think it did. Oh. Yes. Let me bring up me notes. Yeah, yeah that's was. yes because uh, Owen Hart. Had, don't don't uh, don't spoil it for people that didn't watch it. Owen Hart was involved. That's okay. Pretty, if you haven't watched it by now, and it's been 22 years. Okay, it was Survivor Series '93. <laughs> my bad. Was it '93? I'm I'm getting there. Yeah. I don't remember. Whatever. I'm trying not to make too much noise going through my notes, so I apologize. Yeah. Um, Whatever. Actually, okay, it was back series, in the day. It was Survivor Series. Yeah, it was '94. Main event was Undertaker Yokozuna as well, which was a casket match, which the great Chuck Norris was involved in. <laughs> so keep that in mind there. All right. So overall, those are our favorite Survivor Series moments and ones that you should go out of your way to see. So we're gonna get an out of here, folks. Let me answer one more quick question from October's very own, who's not Drake. What do you guys think about the tag match at WrestleMania between Goldberg and Sting and Cena and Taker? Um, no. That's not happening. Interesting, but no. No, that's not happening. And yeah, so overall, mm-hmm. uh, a good Survivor Series. I enjoyed the main event. I know it's very polarizing, but I want to hear from you. What do you think about Survivor Series? What do you think about the direction of WWE? Let me know. Leave a comment below. Tweet us. Facebook us. Do what you got to do. If you're a fan of WWE 2K17, which is what this pay-per-view is based around, the fantasy warfare becoming real between Goldberg and Brock Lesnar, please subscribe to my gaming channel, youtube.com slash TSC Gaming. We're going to have plenty more WWE 2K17 content. Of course, we have WWE 2K17 match predictions on this channel as well, but if you love video games, especially WWE 2K, you're at the right place with TSC Gaming and, of course, TSC News. If you enjoyed this podcast, please click the like button. Please share this with all your friends. Please don't forget to subscribe for more updates and exclusive interviews right here on YouTube. You can also subscribe to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. You name it, we got it. Until next time, everybody, Woo! as always, enjoy the matches.